They drink this in Valhalla. <laughs> <laughs> This is auto collapse. <laughs> he don't worry. He's not drinking alcohol. Nope. He is drinking uh, what tangerine. is that? Vitamin orange tangerine mixed up with some water today. And you're here with us on auto collapse, <laughs> not in Valhalla. So uh, welcome everybody. It's it's been a minute. I'm in actually. The people don't know this if they're just listening. I'm in a whole new office or setup. watching. They probably don't notice either. They probably don't notice. Same blue color, except for I took down the hats. So I apologize to everybody <laughs> that's confused. You look incredibly crisp right now, though. Doesn't he, though? Oh, thank you. Doesn't well, he, though? internet speeds are a little bit okay. notched okay. up at the old house. All so right. maybe maybe that's what it is. I appreciate the, mm. the note. The compliment. <laughs> compliment got that old well none thing. of that has to do with the fact that we're hanging out with danny zaslavsky today mm. on the podcast yeah. guys I'm every excited. time every time we talk with him every time he always has something to contribute he's just but yeah. his nature is a contributor i'll say yes. that every every room i've been in with him every group i've seen him speak in front of every personal conversation he is someone who is oriented toward how can i contribute to you and i see that span his personal life and his professional life his his contributions to the auto industry. So you, you just know you're going to get something good. Danny, at one point, he said to me, he has me on a call. He's talking to me about a SodaCon, actually. And he goes, now listen, I've got an idea, but wait. I was like, huh? <laughs> he goes, do me a favor. When you hear this idea, don't change your mission. Don't change what you want to do. And make sure you don't do anything for me that you wouldn't do for anybody else. Got it? I was like, <laughs> okay. I'm set up. Tabs next. He's like, we should bring in McDonald's for everyone. <laughs> Boom. And that's when our friendship ended. No. <laughs> Never spoke again. <laughs> All right. We hope you uh, love this conversation that we have with Danny. Hey, we're here with Danny Zaslavsky. And if you try and say that name five times fast, you can't. Danny, thanks for joining us on Auto Collabs again, man. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> have you ever you should like make that a party it. i could do it <laughs> danny i for all the people that aren't we were admiring just previously uh for all the people that aren't watching this on video we're admiring uh your your handsomish tan there mm -hmm. and <laughs> and uh i like the uh, ish, I like the ish yeah. she throws in <laughs> yeah because it's like you know i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna just like leave it just gently there but uh well the only thing that all, makes my teeth whiter is when i get color because otherwise <laughs> i actually so i'm just gonna get my teeth whitened and that'll fix that so we were talking about before we got on here and i love bringing on the, all the conversations from before we got on but uh that that like taking vacation as an entrepreneur, there's so many people in entrepreneur life or in dealership ownership roles or big, large roles in auto groups or dealers that, well, one, historically, our industry has has positioned vacations as like, welcome back, part-timer, you know? <laughs> um, but that even since then, like it it is hard to unplug when, your when the business is so dependent on you helping it progress like give us a little insight into what vacation looks like to you as an entrepreneur living in the auto industry 
Uh, it's a series of little tricks I play on my brain. My dad growing up uh, would take three days into the vacation to actually be able to disconnect. And I watched him do that. And I watched the arguments my parents had of, you know, why can't you or you should or whatever. And I never understood it. And watching my dad. And like, Am I your dad? I didn't realize it. So. And I, I projected on my dad. I'm like, dude, settle down. Um, like, enjoy. Be here. Be present. Um, but what I took for granted was the the you know the vision that was pulling him, or the pain that was pushing him, uh, whether it be on one of his cell phones or ideas he had in his mind, or you know the the old question of does art inspire life or does life inspire art? He was out in the world and he was seeing things and he goes. I should use that in my business or I should do, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's hard to disconnect. Um, today I, the tips and tricks I do is like, you know, when I'm on vacation, I, I stay away from social media. Um, that's one of the, I, I don't look at other people's lives and I don't share anything about my life because I want to be present. Uh, and I rarely even share kind of where I go or what I did, uh, afterwards, because it's not about that for me. It's about being present. Um, and I'm a mantra guy. So my uh, mantra early on was uh, when I was going through some tough times about seven years ago, it was look forward, move forward in all things and in all ways, because I knew where I was in that moment wasn't where I needed to be. And so I was thinking forward. So look forward, move forward in all things and all ways. And then when I got past where I didn't want to be and got into where I was, uh, my new mantra was... Um, the past is gone. The future is not here yet. Now I am free of both. Uh, and so that mantra like got me to be here. Um, and they, uh, years ago when I did some, um, some therapy of my soul, uh, I asked my therapist, uh, a favor. Uh, she goes, what do you want? And I go, well, I want to know pain, but I want to know happiness. Um, and if I know both, then I'm not ignorant to either. And I have like my control, I have control over my life and I could choose. Um, and that shows up for all of us, like in maybe an argument we have with our spouse where we know we can push a little harder, uh, but we choose not to because we know happiness and we know pain. And um, so that I, I, I take kind of that view of honestly vacation. And so I just got to go for four days to Florida and spend it with some friends and family. And it was awesome. Um, and I could have, picked up my computer, I could have made the call. Um, and I could have, you're like, cause I saw that restaurant that was just amazing <laughs> and I had ideas, yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. I could have, uh, but yeah. I chose not to because, uh, I, I, the past is gone. The future is not here yet. Now I'm free of both. Well, this has been auto collabs with Dave Zablowski. I mean, where, you know, everybody's crying at home. Exactly why we don't title things until the end. Exactly why. And then your That's accountant at Country Hills is like, hey, Danny, we got to talk here. What is the $3,000 yeah. on burner yeah. phones from 7-Eleven? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way. He's got them hiding in a vase. There's a lot of hiding. <laughs> You know, but nothing, you know, I, I love what you're saying that be present in the moment. That's certainly something I think all of us on the, on this call can relate to. Um, it, it's almost seemed like this never ending battle of like, how do I be present in the moment and not sacrifice missing something that will be a memory for someone else in my family, 
but part of their memory will be dad sitting off in a corner ferociously pounding holes in his iPhone screen, right? Len Lundy and Liza Borches said this. I don't know whose quote it is. Uh, maybe it's one of theirs, maybe not. But they said there's a difference between spending time and investing time when they say spend time with your kids or invest time with your kids. Mm. Uh, and I've, I've, I've liked some things you just hear loudly and that has stuck. Um, so I invest time with my kids. I spend time um, watching The Bear on Hulu that uh, you told me to watch. So, uh, it's true though. Like you think there are that just freeing yourself of social media. And, and the thing that I think is so beautiful about it is that your life continued after the world did not come to a screeching halt. There are people right now at this very moment in time who cannot make it through their vacation without taking low lit grainy photos of their dessert. You know what I mean? Like their 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 hands they're like Alanis Morissette. It's like I only he's like only take he was so close well high quality photos well lit. Stop doing or portrait mode. (laughs) (laughs) They're Alanis man. They got one hand in their pocket. You know they're just reaching for that phone. I got one hand in my pocket. Oh, Oh, there's a great Canadian reference. There it is, Alanis Morissette. There's one in every episode. Alanis Morissette. So so. I, Go ahead, I have a tie up. So you're talking about the future is not here yet. The past is gone. Right. And being in the moment, how does that connect to what we do as an industry with technology? Mm. Because right now we are in this spot where it's like the future's not yet here yet, but we're all talking about it a lot. Ooh. The past has been weird, right? The last several years of the past, but here we are in this place where people are talking about this mix between get back to basics and we have to do this thing with data and systems we've never, ever done as an industry well before. How do you navigate that in what you do? Because you have a what foot a in the dealer position. world. You have a foot in the dealer world and you have a foot in the technology poet. world. That's probably God, the best yeah. segue I've ever uh, been knocked that of. one out there. Casey Jones. And once in a while. That was unreal. So I think our job is to solve complexity. Um, I think as humans, the older I get, the simpler I want things and the less I need to wear on my sleeve Um, because we earn the ability to understand. And as we learn the ability to understand, we get to choose how we uh, apply that. And then at VinQ, um, uh, there's principles that we uh, um, behave by. And these aren't principles that we like necessarily see on a wall and then that's our guiding principles and that's how we have to have to behave. It's principles because it's the way we're literally formed as a company. Um, an example of that is we believe innovation happens on the front line. So how does that show up in real life? Our product, my dad, my dad, for example, used to buy buildings and say, what are we going to do with this building? What business are we going to put in it? And that's the definition of creating a product and then wondering how the world's going to use it. And that doesn't necessarily solve any complexity. Um, but yeah. when you do it the other way around, when you say, what are, what's, what's the experience? What's the, um, what's the result? What's the intention here? And then you work your way back to product. Um, then you, in, in a, for us, we, we end up with a better result. So if we know that our job is to solve complexity, one of the uh, benefits we have is to see the landscape. And some companies innovate through acquisition. Um, we haven't uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, we've chosen to innovate through 
uh, innovation and partnerships. Uh, I, I shared this with somebody earlier, uh, but being on the dealer side, when I used to walk the floors of NADA, I would see a lot of really cool solutions and I would say, hey, which one of you can I um, install at my dealership to elevate our processes? Um, and when we would do that, sometimes they would work, obviously, sometimes they didn't. But as a person that now helps create solutions, it's also very easy to walk around the NADA floor and go, shoot, I can build that. Um, when in fact, we have a zone of genius and that's inventory. Um, and when we find others that have the similar zone of genius and when we can create partnerships to end up at um, the ability to solve complexity for our client, uh, then, whoa, that's like real power. Uh, so that's really, that's another tenet of ours uh, is we don't go wide, we go deep. Um, and that's been, quite frankly, a maturing thing for us as a company. Uh, and and I, to preface, I, defied, I, I define company as a company of people, no different than you throwing a party at your house and you have company over um, and it's set by, by the culture you create. We're, we're no different. We're a company of people. Yeah, you know, the I love the NADA reference because especially as like dealers are beginning to even just hire developers not to create a new company, like they're trying to solve a problem internally and so they like solve one problem, right? And as you like the moment you have some developers on staff, you're like, "Oh, what else could they develop for?" Mm -hmm. Right? And and I think that this is the trick with any, like it's a trick with a tech company or the trick, there's so many things to do out there. I mean, like so many, you could create apps for days just to solve for the apps that you've created for days, gaps, right? And this is, it's there's, there's like a two-pong issue here. One is that you just create more and more things that are wide, like you said, instead of deep, that don't actually like get to the root of the problem. And so you're always having to continually develop or acquire new development tools. But the other thing that actually happens, and I think this is um, where, where you are actually leaning first here, is you start to wrap your processes based on your product instead of your products based on your processes, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the most dangerous thing that I see dealer groups and dealers get into is Oh, shiny new, this was DR, right? This was like DR at its core, shiny new thing. Customers want to transact online. We tried to wrap our process around it, but the adoption curve was so slow because none of it actually fit what was happening in the showroom. How do you like, as a company that has to continually integrate, innovate, how do you ward off the like shiny new object syndrome just a filter actually it, it, make sure yeah, yeah it's a filter of thinking um a feature is only a shiny object unless it lives within a process when it lives within a process it's a weapon and when that weapon's used for good um then you're solving complexity so um we think about anytime we get a feature request um does it enhance a process and processes um, depending on the dealership or the dealership groups are slightly different. And so I'll give you an example of one. Uh, we have a dealership group that uh, asked this question. I love this question. They said, today we behave like a group of dealers. Tomorrow we'd like to behave like a dealer group. What is it going to take oh. for us to be oh. a dealer group? Uh, oh. And um, 
so for them that meant changing the thinking of right car right price when they're doing appraisals and or acquisitions to right car right lot maybe that dealer that is appraising that vehicle um, that vehicle um, they may have bias because they didn't do well on the last one or or maybe they did really well on the last one uh, but they see it out of a very um, surgical filter uh, when we apply technology to be able to appraise a car as a dealer group uh, to bring in signals from the dealer group uh, to bring in um, other touches and other ideas uh, and do it in a live way then all of a sudden you're now going from a group of dealers to a dealer group um, and that's pretty cool so like that's that's solving complexity I think you got us all on that one. It's just like the simplicity of the thinking, actually. But that's all great thinking, though. All, th all great thinking is like you get it to the most concise thing possible, and there's beauty in the simplicity of it. And I think there are a lot of groups of dealers running around right now with this new, with this newfound scale. Which and I don't think is a problem. I like. I want to preface. No, that. there's some groups that operate and like have operated operate like that for a long like time, that. like the Rydell group. It was just the right question asked. It's intentional. Of, there's not. There's yeah. not a wrong here. Um, That's right. No different than I can't put calculus in front of my ten year olds and expect them to do it um, because Unless they have AI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they may not be interested, or they may not be ready. Um, and really, the, yeah. the question is, what is going to? Uh, how do you meet? Um, others where they need to be met. Um, I mean, that's the, that's training one-on-one. Yeah, it's some people just see it in a different way, right? Like Gary Vaynerchuk says, you know, what's the ROI of a basketball? He's like, well, to me, nothing. <laughs> LeBron James, right? A couple billion. Um, and, and the same is true. Like you could take, and it's just what, what, how does someone view the world? What is their intent behind going in that direction? And yeah, you can, it's the, the best thing about the auto industry is that there are so many perspectives and each of those perspectives can find a large group of people who sees the world that way and they can go innovate in that direction. It's yeah. one of the things I love. I was on a call, um, actually a clubhouse, uh, and Kyle, you were in it. And there's a guy named Daniel that was on there who I think is just one of the best fixed ops guys in the country. And uh, the question was, if you were on an island and only had three tools, what three tools would they be? And he essentially said, screw the tools, um, have your performance manager on the demo um, versus <laughs> uh, uh, which I was like, yeah, uh, because that's that's innovation from the front line. I mean, that's literally uh, taking um, the, the person that's responsible to be your coach, your mentor, your your solutionary, whatever you want to call it, um, and leading with process instead of lead, leading with features. Good yeah, night. Absolutely. Good Man. night. Well, look. Let's drop in one-liners. It's unbelievable. It is. Uh, well, Danny, it is always a pleasure. And every time we get in a situation like this where we have a few minutes set aside to talk, I always walk away feeling like my, my perspective has been expanded. And I know that's going to be true for the people who hear this episode. So on behalf of Kyle, uh, Michael, and myself, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Um, Guys. I didn't know 
I he sent me into a poetic trance. You were just quieter than I've ever be, heard you. I he think, hit me with the interview. whole question. At one point, I saw you laying on a couch in the back. When did you get the therapist couch in your office? <laughs> the worst thing is, Cyril, go. I think I see his feet. By the time I got on top of that piano, I was like, "Where'd these high heels come from?" <laughs> no, he the the question. You know, usually when you're on podcasts, especially when you've been doing it for as long as the three of us have, you're like, right. you know, sometimes people are like, oh, and then I was asked this question and, oh, I just love this question. And he kind of did that. And I was like braced for impact. And then he actually hit us with a banger. And I was like, bam. Yeah. I just like my, Michael. Michael usually will come in with, you know, what occurs to me is and he'll like lead in that way. <laughs> and you never did that. No, because I'm just, I'm still like. The occur was still processing. The little spinny wheel of what yes, occurs I'm to in Michael. One of those... That's going to hit you at like 10.30 p.m. tomorrow night. You're going to be like. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the thing that I admire about Danny is, is that he, you can tell. I mean, he brings up his father, his parents. He brings them up, you know, nearly every time he's interviewed. You can tell there's a deep sense of, of meaning and purpose that drives him. And. And he used my favorite words, my word of the year. He used the word intention several times throughout that, that interview. And, you know, gosh, I just think he, he, what he got me thinking about is what would happen if just a fraction of a percent of the people that work within our industry got clear about the intention with which they behave each day. Mm. That's what I was like, oh, dang, the whole landscape changes. No joke. No joke. Well, look, he's going to be on the ground at a SodaCon with us in September. So if you want to meet him, you can do that. Just get a ticket. We want to see you there so bad. I want every, is it weird that I, I want everybody to be a SodaCon, whether or not they're in the auto industry or not. I want to tell like the Uber everybody. driver about I'm like, hey, you, why? Because I know <laughs> you will leave like in a better shape than you showed up. Absolutely. And if you're in the auto industry, way better shape than when you There's all up. these cab drivers that are like, you know, that was amazing. But uh, the, the meat has What's still been CDP? running for the last four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, on behalf of myself, Michael Cirillo, Paul J. Daly, thanks for joining us here on Autocobot Labs. We'll see you next time. Sign up for our free and fun to read daily email for a free shot of relevant news in automotive, retail, media, and pop culture. You can get it now at asotu.com. That's A-S-O-T-U.com. If you love this podcast, please leave us a review and share it with a friend. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. Welcome to Auto Collapse. Why are we recording? Are we rolling yet? <laughs>